Hello. Hello, hello. You're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM.
Good evening and thanks for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech tonight. And by the way, you are listening to Octopus Garden. Thank you very much, Moza Musica and Octopus Garden, of course, for um, letting us share this wonderful track. And by the way, Octopus Garden, um, especially thanks to you because um, uh, thanks to Helena Paris San Vincente. Um, also known as the former chair of Student Radio Maastricht. Uh, so yeah, Matthew, shout out. And uh, yeah, nice start to our episode. In the studio we have today uh, two students from Bridge Europe, uh, Sam Blumert and... <laughs> is, am I saying that correctly? It, it, it's almost correctly pronounced, it yeah. Blumert. It's Blumert. But Blumert. It, it's difficult for, for English-speaking people, I think. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> My name being announced. It. Yes, yeah. it's coming up, it's coming up. Yeah. And, and, and Vladislav Los. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you've got, right. <laughs> got it right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, can you, can you please tell the audience a little bit about yourselves hello, uh, hello. before we go in? Yeah, it's good, yeah. Good, to, good to be back. Thanks for thank having you. us. Uh, yeah, I'm Vlad. Um, I am a graduate student in physics and just by by chance being uh, yeah addressing you today as part of Bridge Europe. I'm doing online stuff for Bridge and recording have been recording this podcast for a while and yeah glad to be here. Very looking forward to the conversation with you, Sam. Yeah, and with you, Sham. Thank yes. you. Uh, I'm Sam. I study European studies here in Maastricht, um, and I'm also part of Bridge, uh, which is also the reason I actually ended up here together with Vlad. Um, yeah, and I'm the co-president there. Um, yeah, we, we organize a lot of cool events, and Super. happy to be back here. Thank you so much for coming by. Yes, indeed, this is our uh, our second episode of News and Views, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, yeah, we are doing. Um, a monthly sort of podcast with Bridge Europe. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much indeed. And also fascinating that uh, Sam, you're from Belgium, and right? Yeah, and that's right. you're coming from Germany in Maastricht. So I think that is also a typically representative of this of this region, no? Like when it comes to demographics. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I think I, like l- last episode with it, it was very very insightful. I think. So today, today we'll 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 see where this conversation goes. We'll we'll discuss the current current news and maybe talk chat chat a bit about the background of this this whole stuff and what we think about that. Yeah. All right. All right. But in the meantime, we're gonna uh, take a short break, listen to some more uh, Octopus Garden, and we'll be right back with you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Thanks for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. What you were listening there was Octopus Garden with her set on Moza Musica, one of our partners. So thank you very much, uh, Octopus Garden and Moza Musica. Matthew, shout out to Helena for uh, letting us share this track today. And in the studio, we have uh, two students from Bridge Europe. Sam from... From Belgium. From, from Belgium, from Fasos yeah, in Maastricht. Fasos in Maastricht. Yeah. Right. Hello. Hello. And Vlad from uh, RWTH. Hi, hi, what's up? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and we are back discussing uh, news and views. Yeah, I think we're, we're just going to freelance it and talk a bit talk a bit of shit about our countries, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk a bit about our background and see what our problems are. Uh, yeah, so so the big the big news I think of the of the last I think I think I think it was even this week that uh, Germany shut off its last nuclear power plant. There was yeah. three, three last operating uh, nuclear power stations. Um, I was actually super surprised by that because I thought I read in the beginning of the year that they wanted to keep one open for the next two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were, uh, I mean, they were, I think, due to be closed by the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, or or in the middle of last year or something, but then uh, when uh, the Russian-Ukrainian war started uh, and Germany was getting rid of Russian gas mm-hmm. real quick, um, Europe and especially Germany was kind of steering toward this energy crisis in this winter. So they, yeah, in an emergency kind of legislation, I don't know, they uh, prolonged the usage of nuclear power yeah. until the April of this year. Yeah. And we are... We are pretty much in April now um, so yeah yeah I was I shut off it I was reading up a bit about it and uh, I was kind of surprised that they did this measure because uh, now they are replacing the energy that they're losing with coal <laughs> right. I guess yeah right. it's it's a bit of which way do you want to choose to fight climate but <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, everyone everyone was like Super. Uh, I, I, not not everyone. Obviously, there there is a huge uh, support for for getting out of nuclear mm-hmm. in Germany. This is foremost the reason why it happened. Um, yeah. So um, the Greens, one of the ruling parties in Germany now, they That's were yeah. anti nuclear for a very long time, and after the uh, Fukushima. Uh, emergency in uh, Japan, I think it was 2009 uh, or 2011. Oof. Yeah, it was 11. Uh, so, so, so G- Germany decided to, to to get out of uh, nuclear nuclear completely. I think yeah. by the decision of uh, Chancellor, uh, then Chancellor mm-hmm. Merkel, uh, <coughs> which uh, w- with a big opposition, by the way. But yeah. Uh, this is this is what happened, and now it's it's became very political. And with Greens being one of the ruling parties, yeah. it's, it was practically impossible to 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 keep it. Yeah, still, still, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like. Um, so as I understood it correctly, they are trying to be almost eighty percent dependent of renewable energy in yeah, 2030 correct. or something, That's and now they're just bridging this period with coal. Correct. So um, I I. As of as of now, the renewable energy, uh, aka solar yeah. and wind energy, yeah. and I'm not I'm not really sure if hydro hydropower is included in that. But Germany is not really big on hydro anyway. 
um, make up of about 50% of all uh, energy generation, uh, energy produced yeah. in, in Germany. Um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, I think they they are aiming higher, obviously, but for now, for now, they are very much reliant on coal because the gas is not the option anymore, at least mm-hmm. not the uh, usual natural gas, which used to be imported from Russia mm-hmm. until summer of this month. Germany is not importing any natural gas, at least not in not in the gas yeah, gas uh, form uh, through pipeline anymore. Uh, they are still buying a huge amount of uh, LNG, mm-hmm. liquid natural gas, uh, including from 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 Russia as well. They've opened a new LNG terminal just a few months ago, yeah. a terminal that was built, I think, in some like for Germany, some incredibly short amount of time, uh-huh. and they are about to open the second one. Or like, there, there are several several yeah. LNG terminals. Um, Due to be open, yeah. um, very in a, in a, in a very close. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to to yeah. catch up as fast as possible to reach the the goals, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, obviously there was uh, there was a huge amount of people who called out them on on the hypocrisy, especially the Green Party, because uh, parallel to prolonging the usage of the nuclear power power plants, they also reopened some of the coal, yeah, thermal. Uh, energy uh stations and yeah. they they're the coal is not getting off the grid um <laughs> and the nuclear is and nuclear is obviously um yeah very very uh co2 efficient source of energy and very cheap by the way in germany has this uh, very 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 modern nuclear power plants especially compared uh, to those in france which france 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 is obviously a counterexample example for, to germany yeah, they, they, they have this yeah. uh, um i think 60 percent of all electricity produced in france mm-hmm, is produced yeah. by the nuclear on the nuclear power, power stations many of which are pretty old in the meantime and and this all this this whole thing in germany happens on the background of the whole world getting huge getting really big in nuclear there's a huge amount of money being pumped in i think on the same day with germany finally shut off its last nuclear plan the biggest one in europe got um went online in finland yeah. uh, poland is oh, um, yeah, well. entering the nuclear britain's getting really big but on that's that. asia that's the thing though i i was reading up on it and obviously i also i was convinced that uh, and it is officially a really good uh source to re- reduce emission uh, and carbon uh, but then I was also reading an article by Greenpeace, um, which said why nuclear energy is not good. Right. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm gonna give it a shout, see see what it is. Right. So it it is obviously a very hard technology. It's it's a very advanced technology. Yeah. Uh, you need huge in in m- investments, huge investments to just build. No, but it's it's not only that this, even like uh they I'm not sure how factual it is but they were also saying that uh it's it's just too late to to rely on nuclear energy because if we have to start building nuclear power plants everywhere uh, it's going to take I mean the build up of one nuclear power plant takes approximately what 5 to 10 years yeah it's about a decade yeah so 
we don't really have that time. <laughs> right. That there's the question. Uh, yeah, but why would you shut off the existing ones? That's that's the real that, yeah. question. No, right? I totally agree with that. So, so like, if your totally only argument that. is it, is that it takes so long to build new ones, like why don't you use the but ones because, that are already, because already there? I read the. I was looking at some statistics, and then I saw that compared to 1990 or uh, the beginning 2000s. Germany's dependence of nuclear energy was around what 30 40 percent yeah now it's and now it was about six percent yeah it's about six so is it worth it to keep them open oh, yeah it's super cheap like the thing is uh, as soon as these things are already built and operational yeah. it's the cheapest source of energy like mm -hmm. steady if you take the average over like day and night obviously like yeah. wind, wind i think is a bit cheaper when there is wind, which is in Germany, like, as opposed to the Netherlands or Norway, for for instance, it's not really the case that yeah. it's already always windy. So it's it's one of the cheapest sources of energy, and uh, Germany already, I, I think, our bills are the highest in the world or something like that. So mm -hmm. the energy is super expensive. Obviously, most of it is taxes and some mm -hmm. some 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 other stuff that goes to the bureaucratic machine. But also, the energy production is yeah. incredibly cheap with nuclear. Uh, obviously, there are a lot, a lot of drawbacks, um, like storing, storing the um, used, um, um, what's it called correctly? Like the the fuel rods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the used nuclear fuel uh, for the reactors. Obviously, there is there is a lot of danger uh, for in terms of um, contamination if we if you need to exchange stuff. But th I mean, this is a very highly advanced technology, mm -hmm. and obviously, like when you when you think about the catastrophes. That happened in, say, Chernobyl, um, or um, what was this Three Mile Island? I think in the, it was called Oof, in, uh, uh, in the United States, where where there was a leak um, in the nuclear. Yeah, those were like very, very old, very crappy, crappy reactors, especially the Chernobyl one, where <coughs> it was like the the catastrophe was clearly a source of um, mismanagement mm -hmm. and uh, bad, bad engineer design mm -hmm. and lack of. Uh, Security protocols, yeah. which which is like in, in most nuclear power plants is in, is in place here, and it's like these these things are yeah. incredibly safe. In, fa in, in fact, uh, um, from what I know, the uh, yeah, the emergency in Fukushima, there there was no yeah. there was no boom uh, like like in Chernobyl. There was there was a, like malfunction, obviously, but um, um, it's 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 been. Uh, there were there were a lot of studies that actually, like, by several orders of magnitude, a lot more people suffered yeah. from the evacuation and the, and the what 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 happened is like when when the people got evacuated and the whole whole lack of tr treatment of the disease and stuff. And then rather than the f direct direct um, um, direct effects of yeah, the yeah. emergency itself, I was uh, like, if I look at it from an outside perspective and just look at Germany, it's such a industrialized country. It's so dependent on its industries. Yeah, they uh, need energy and they need cheap, yeah. reliable sources of energy. And that, that's and why uh, I, I was always, I was a bit uh, surprised because because of this, this I guess, anxious movements right. that, have, right. that Germany has compared to the influence of the industries and how... Right necessary it is to yeah, have it's, them. it's very it's very it's very interesting it's very interesting dynamic so like it's called disclaimer for everybody i'm not actually a german citizen nor was i born in germany i've been living in germany for for about um six years now um 
but yeah, uh, I, I as a, as an outsider, it's even more interesting to follow this dynamic in the society where you have this huge reliance of on on this industrial complex. I think mm-hmm. the German economy has by far, by orders of magnitude, the most uh, so-called hidden champions companies, yeah. like the small family-owned industrial companies that actually cover huge percentages on the on the on the resp- like respective markets. And it's very much reliant on its uh, in industry, and industry relies very much on 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 energy. Yeah. And uh, but the country also has this very popular pro climate environment environmentalist. It's a moral movement. compass of the Germans. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, like, and there is there's obviously nothing bad about that. No, but, no, of course uh, not. But it's it, it quite quite uh, commonly that it comes to 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 conflict. Uh, of interests in this in this regard, and there is always this compromise between okay, we need to keep up uh, keep, keep our our industry running. Obviously, Germany is a, has a huge welfare state, yeah. and this all is funded by the by the taxes paid paid by the German like, quite quite stable, strong economy. But no, I think keep this economy this economy is built on stuff that emits yeah. uh, CO two, and I think like if your primary goal is to Reduce the 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 carbon emissions without without driving down the industry and without mm-hmm. like getting poorer. I think the only way you can do this is like keep the most CO two efficient technology running. Like apart from all the other contamination and pollution that is caused by mm-hmm. stuff like coal. <laughs> yeah, but I think they set a very good example. Uh, for uh, I, I mean, if such an industrialized country can make the decision that they don't have to be nuclear energy dependent and which eventually in 10 or 15 years the question is going to come is it worth it yeah we'll we'll, we'll see will we'll see how that it? works out yeah we'll, so we'll, we'll find, was find germany right if they're right they're right but yeah but it shows that it's they set a very good president like i think for other countries and yeah, I don't know. It's like a disclaimer, and I'm incredibly pro-nuclear, so uh, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, like, if if it works out, and they if they manage that in the end of the day, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, si- sign me up. But at the moment, it's the coal, um, yeah, coal-based energy that is re- replacing the nuclear in Germany and. <coughs> Nuclear energy from France that is imported by Germany because they don't have enough electricity of their own, and even dirtier coal-generated yeah. electricity imported from Poland. That's true. <laughs> so, look, um, we'll, yeah, we'll mean, see. I'm I mean, also not pro. I'm also pro nuclear. It's just right. I wanted to bring uh, around the different points. No, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Points, that's so. that's <laughs> that, that, that is what we're we're welcoming. Obviously, I mean, there there, there are c- quite a few very serious points mm-hmm. against nuclear energy mm-hmm. especially th- uh, for the countries who don't have it y- now and it's, it's quite questionable whether it's a right investment to make yeah um, but yeah, it's, it's, i think it's yeah. a it's a risk and on both sides right and germany is obviously wealthy enough to make that risk yeah, for now <laughs> so there's also <laughs> that point <laughs> for now they are well we'll, we'll see if they if they manage that uh, that would be amazing i mean i'm I'm quite interested in that. I'm living there, and mm-hmm. there's, it's not not uh, probable that I'll be moving in the next few years. So, yeah, uh, I really hope that works out. But <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll find out soon enough, I think. For sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll make a short break. Um, leave it 
to Sham and get back to you about even more peculiar stuff that is happening in some neighboring countries to Germany.
back and thanks for staying tuned in. That was some amazing tunes by Octopus Garden. Thank you very much, Moza Musica and Octopus Garden for letting us uh, share some of your tunes. By the way, Matthew, shout out to Helena, uh, former chair of SRM. And in the studio we have today students from Bridge Europe, uh, Sam from Aachen. Uh, no, Sam, Sam from Maastricht. Sorry, <laughs> Sam, Sam from uh, Fasos in Maastricht. And Vlad from RWTH Aachen. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. Discussing news and expressing your views. Thank you. Yes. Hello. Uh, well, expressing our views. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell Vlad a little bit about the Belgian way of governance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, uh, it's definitely not the same as they do it in Germany. Um, but uh, yeah, well. Should I just start from the start? <laughs> start from the start. Okay. Okay, so uh, this is probably a known thing, but Belgium is divided in three parts. Uh, you have the Flemish, you have the Wallonian, and then Brussels, of course. Uh, and then actually you also have a part that's Germ from Germany, you know, open. Yeah, yeah, it's actually quite close to Aachen. Yeah, it is. I, I think I even went, went there once or twice mm. or something to pick something up from eBay. I don't know. There's really nothing to do there, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we definitely have buses that go there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so we also have the the three languages, German, um, French and Dutch, which are the three official languages. Um, but that's about the cultural state of our, of our, of our country. Um, and then the government, yeah, it's, it's very, very weird because uh, these three regions, they all have a separate government. Um, we do have one big uh, government uh, which gets voted on once uh, and then eventually it doesn't really matter what the outcome is because uh, they all decide on their own what they do with right. their budgets. <laughs> um, so then another really weird part is that there's one right-wing party, which is called Vlaams Belang. I don't know if you've heard about it. No. Uh, they're extreme, extreme right, sort of. Uh, yeah, no, no, they're definitely they extreme. They want to <laughs> divorce or something. No, right? they actually, no? they have, uh, 20 years ago or something, they received, uh, it's called Cordon Sanitaire, and it means that they cannot take part in the government, regardless really? of if they win the elections or not, they cannot take part in the government. So... Uh, a few years ago, when but the party, but the party is not prohibited, or no, it exists. I mean, uh, they can do their own marketing. They can try to attract okay. uh, members. Uh, so three years ago, this was actually a really big problem because they won the election. <laughs> <laughs> like they actually, yeah. because it was it, it had never the been na formed. national election or they the won the national election. So they had I think twenty eight percent, and it was ten percent more than the following one. Um, but then the government had to be made out of the the losers. And they couldn't take part in the government because of that cordon sanitaire. Okay. So that's already a major talking point. Yeah, that makes for some tension, I think. Yeah, it, it definitely does, because especially now with the populist rises, you also had the AfD in Germany, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it actually has, I think, at least in the polls, it has majority yeah. in several federal states in the east but didn't they also win the election around 2019 or something no 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 they're they're pretty far from that oh, I, really? I, yeah. I, I think they usually they make up uh, and and they I, I mean now they're quite popular yeah. um because people are quite 
unsatisfied with how things are mm-hmm. run currently yeah. and also because of the war because they attract a lot of people who are st- skeptical of um, military aid to Ukraine mm. and they're thinking more pro-Russian, especially in the east, in in, in, in eastern Germany, mm-hmm. which is, for me, has always been quite a surprising surprising thing where like eastern eastern Germany used to be in the in the Warsaw Pact and mm-hmm. used to be like under the communist influence yeah. is actually like has a lot of like Russian supporters where yeah. you have all these countries uh, who pretty much suffered the same the same thing like Poland the Baltic states okay the Baltic states even even more but like mm-hmm. Poland um, Czech Republic Hungary Slovakia they're all incredibly a- anti-Russian yeah, but there's Germany. also a big hate yeah. against West Germans, no? In from the East Germans. Yeah, I I don't know. Not hate. I don't but know. There, yeah, I mean there is there is this tension. There obviously. is this tension because uh, friends told me that uh in East Germany there's a lot of working class people. Yeah. And West Germany is then more the upper class, I guess. Yeah, I Yeah, I don't I don't know how 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 true this is. Uh the, the thing is that like obviously if you if you if you look at the GDP per capita mm-hmm. of the federal states, the so-called old states um, have have in in general like there are always exceptions, but um, in general they have higher GDP per capita than people. Mm. Like, I mean, they have been in this like semi yeah. free free market economy f- for like a lot longer, mm-hmm. and they had this. Industri- industrial development, open market with the EU and stuff like that. Uh, even okay before before the yeah. EU, as 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 we know it now, was established, they still had this like e- European Economic Zone. Um, and after the reunification, um, there was a huge flow of money from from the west to the east, yeah. and it went it went to the infrastructure and in some federal states like Saxony, for example, is a big example. It's one of the uh, for now, it's it's one of the big uh, like automobile automobile um, building uh, federal states because mm-hmm. like they have a lot of like plants of uh, so in Leipzig for example there are like, two two big um, uh, factories of uh, BMW and uh, Ford yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, uh, a lot of companies that are building parts for the for the car companies. Uh, well, at least they're, they're trying yeah, to even a, it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There is now a, a Tesla Gigafactory mm-hmm. in Brandenburg near Berlin. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in terms in terms of money, there it's it's getting better. Also, although not quite as rapidly and as you would expect. I mean, th- this stuff takes takes a lot a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. In the reintegration of um, um, of these. Uh, Old, so-called new, new federal yeah. states into into the whole whole Germany is it's taking taking a lot of time, and I think mm. like I mean, and there were a certain level of mismanagement and stuff like that. And Absolutely. Sometimes, some, sometimes you have this uh, stuff where where the people in the East feel like they're mm-hmm. being forgotten, and the policies um, uh, only only getting. Uh, done by the people from the yeah. West and stuff like that. And Bavaria is the whole different thing because. Bavaria is the ri- richest federal state, and they have like this more, yeah, true. more. Yeah, yeah. They have a very, very pronounced uh, federal, like not federal, like state, state, state local state government mm-hmm. who are like, pushing their own agenda very, very much. In fact, they're they're ruling 
like the Bavarian ruling party is the only like local party that is only represented in Bavaria and also has representatives in the uh, in the Bundestag so mm. in, the, in the parliament mm. and with the new um, election reform being proposed right yeah. now there is a chance that the CSU uh, Christ, uh, Soziale Union which is the Christian yeah, the Christian, Christian social yeah. union of uh, of Bavaria there is mm-hmm. a high chance that they won't make it into parliament after after if if this new election reform will be passed so yeah, there, there, and and then there is a lot of tension, obviously, because the people in the east they see okay the Bavarians they yeah. kind of do their own thing and they want to do their own thing as well. Yeah. But then there is a lot of influence from the federal yeah, politics, and in federal politics you have a lot of stuff where uh, the west has higher populations. They yeah, were, it's the same in Belgium. It's a lot more densely yeah. populated. Like if you go, if you go to Eastern Germany to Brandenburg, for instance, you can I don't know in the in the radius of hundred yeah. kilometers, you might not even see see a city with a population <laughs> higher than fifty thousand. Yeah, well, the, that's obviously different in Belgium, but I think you also have a great divide uh, that happened yeah, in and Belgium. It's, it's, it's a it's a it's a tough thing to manage for for a country. I think it's not as troublesome as in as in um, Belgium. From what I've heard, yeah, uh, it's more that uh, because they both allocate their own budgets, there's no cooperation between the two. There's there's barely overlap in how they decide which right. policies, and they try. Everyone's basically going for themselves, as you said, um, which is ending up in Flanders becoming sort of a small Luxembourg. They also speak different languages. So yeah, they also speak. There's is it, that. Is it is it true that so in 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 like federal parliament, people sometimes don't even understand each other because yeah, like so, so they have to wear the, the headphones. <laughs> it looks stupid, Incredible. but it's like uh, I think that's also largely. This is going to be a controversial saying, but the Wallonian people don't really don't. Get this. I can't really say this on the radio, but they don't get a lot of Dutch. Uh, classes, uh, which is not necessarily their pro- their uh, their fault, but uh, in Flanders, I guess it's better arranged that we we get educated with French and Dutch right. immediately. Um, so I think, therefore, mostly the federal government they speak French. Right. Uh, but if they speak Dutch, you're right. Yeah. There's going to be <laughs> some trouble. It's quite interesting how how this how this like. Dynamic because it's a it's a historic thing, right? Belgium was established, I think, after the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah, it was first. It was a part of uh, of the Netherlands, Um, and the French part was a part of France. France, Yeah, right. So it's it's I yeah interesting the the complete history I'm not really aware of, (laughs) but it's uh, there's there's been a lot of uh, moments in Belgian politics in the last ten years that there was the discussion about. Should we uh, become independent from each other? Is yeah, and obviously Wallonia won't survive without Flanders, <laughs> because uh, it's not as it doesn't have as many working places. Its industry is way, right. it's way uh, lower. So yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it in the future. But if they would split up, yeah, you would have one new Luxembourg and one new, I don't know. Eastern, <laughs> Eastern country, uh, industry, economy level, I guess. Yeah. Damn. 
this this is quite a harsh statement that I'm throwing out here, but yeah. Do you do you see anything like that coming? Because like uh, I mean, we we have these cases in Europe or Catalonia. They even did the referendum and they said, okay, we're we're getting better. But this is this is why I told you about the cordon sanitaire. It's because yeah. the extreme right obviously won the independent Flanders right. state, right. and then you have the right right wing party who usually but they're right central so yeah. but they usually win the elections and yeah. they gov- they make the government but it's always with left or central parties which are against uh, against the independents right. but if they would work together with the right extremist party they could push this agenda but because of the thing yes. it's not working so this yeah. is this is what i mean with with belgian yeah. politics it's just yeah. ridiculous incredible and i love this fact uh, i always tell people is that um, Belgium broke its own world record about not of world record about not having a government <laughs> for the longest period? So they because they couldn't form a coalition. Yeah, they couldn't form a coalition in 2011. I think it was 492 days to make one, Crazy. and then 2018 it took them 560 days. Jesus, it's almost two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. It's interesting how you how you see this different dynamic like in a region. Yeah, so you absolutely. have this Germany. Germany is incredible, incredibly stable. I think. Okay, yeah. I d- I don't want to to make a jinx here and because <laughs> uh, like the next election is not very very far from us. There is a election to the European Parliament next year, I think. Mm. Right. Yeah, um, could be. By but you also had Angela Merkel, which is yeah, yeah. Germans love like this stable stuff yeah. that keeps keeps going on. I like. Not I feel like German that. people; they're also very recipient to good governance, yeah. and they're they they're not really Actually, the ones to speak out. I feel yeah, like yeah. Germany Germany is also federal federalized country, right? It's a federal republic, mm-hmm. and local politics actually does make a lot of yeah. influence and people actually realize mm-hmm. it does i think it's it's kind of more or less the same dynamic as in the, in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the united states mm-hmm. not not quite quite as pronounced but still um but what what are the the main parties in germany oh yeah so oh, is it is it that there's many parties who get average amount of vote that Compliments yeah, there, there aren't that many uh, in the parliament, really, as in uh, pro in other like uh, in other countries. Mm-hmm. So now, now in the parliament, there are, I think, seven. Like there are six big parties. Um, so there is uh, there there is the ruling coalition. There are the social democrats, the yeah. uh, greens, and the free free liberals, the FDP. Yeah. Um, then the big like the the main opposition party is uh, CDU slash CSU from Bavaria. No. Um, this is the party of uh, then Chancellor Merkel. They they've lost this election. Um, yeah, and then they they are like fringe fringe parties. Yeah, yeah, so of course. Yeah. There is the the left, uh, which is uh, I I think they 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 didn't even manage it over the five five percent threshold just had i think three or more local mandates so which mm. which made yeah. it possible for them and then there's the i there which is like yeah, far, okay. far far right um i think a difference might also be and, that okay and then there is like two two i think two members of the parliament from the ss 
day, if I'm correct. So like uh, this Danish minority party who made it based on um, this the Danish? language. Danish minority from the uh. north. So ah. there is there is a there is a um, near the Flensburg. Danish, yeah, 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 exactly. Schleswig-Holstein. There is a Danish minority. Mar- yeah, I, I, I why, don't know. There is this very very weird um, exception in the in the law. So if if your party is uh, representing a language or oh, ethnic really? minority, mm-hmm. you can get into parliament even even without the five percent threshold at, and or. Because of representation, free, free, free local mandates. So they only have, I think, two local mandates, and they were still allowed to enter because they're representing. Uh, oh, it's because uh, of representation. Minority. Exactly. Ah, exactly. Okay. German. German. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're we're late on time. <laughs> yeah, there is there. Uh, yeah, German German election legislation is pretty uh, pretty complicated and. Um, as it turns out, not very efficient because we now have the largest parliament um, uh, in the history of um, Germany, and uh, that that is why the election reform I mentioned has has been been talked about. Yeah, I mean, for you, for your, for Germany, regions and mini- like the regional governance is yeah. way more important yeah. than, for example, Germ- uh, Belgium, right, right, because it's so much bigger. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's uh, as as usual. I mean, like I like like I say, right? Like I do listen to the news once in a while, but coming like just listening to your discussion, I think I do learn so much more. <laughs> like basically, like like stuff that <laughs> no one ever mentions the news, yeah. like this Danish uh, minority party in Germany. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> most most of the Germans don't even know that. No, I'm not even eligible to vote because I'm. No, oh, right, because you haven't lived there long enough. Yeah. Or I yeah I'm not I'm not a German citizen right. and if I mean if I were like hopefully Ukraine enters the European Union sooner sooner than later and uh, the European citizens are eligible to vote on the minis- in the minis- on the regional mini- the not the even the regional party. I think oh. you, they are not allowed to vote in the state elections but on the local level oh, the like city your municipality or your city yeah. council uh, or something yeah, okay. you are allowed fair. to vote as a European citizen which is I think an incredible thing mm-hmm. um because again, local politics matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People, if you if you have elections coming up in your local community, go vote. This is the best thing you can do for your for your community and for yourself. You heard it, people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, straight yeah. straight from uh, straight from Bridge Europe. Yeah. All right. Are you you're both part of Bridge Europe Maastricht? No, I'm I'm not. I'm part of Bridge yeah. Europe. I, I don't know. We, we we used to have this online chapter in Corona times. Now it's uh, it's not active anymore because everything shifted b- quite rapidly back to 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 offline. So we can adopt you though if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm yeah. getting. You, uh, you can be a guest. Well, yeah, he, he com- regularly. I'm commuting to Maastricht anyway yeah, yeah, exactly. all, all the time. Yeah, he he could he, he ma- could say he's a member, sort of. <laughs> a sort of a, a yeah. flying so, member, sort of, <laughs> sort of a visiting member. A visiting yeah, member. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you so much indeed. But we are uh, we are slowly heading towards the end of our show, and yeah, thank you very much, uh, Sam and Vlad. Thank you, Shio. For, uh, yeah, for yeah, sharing thanks. your for sharing your insights. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. Yes, and yes. also yeah, special thanks to RTV for letting us use the studio, and most importantly, uh, Moza Musica and Octopus Garden, as we will be listening in the background for sharing uh, sharing your tunes uh, shout out to Helena and yeah enjoy the rest of the music yes. bye bye bye